This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life Made Better. We have a very special episode for you today because we have been hearing a lot about how this third lockdown has affected uh, has affected you harder than it did before. We have been seeing anxiety and stress levels skyrocketing, and we are hearing from both the workplace and individuals how hard it is to keep up with this pandemic that has been going on a year strong. So today we want to talk to you about this, the ups and downs of the pandemic, what truly means working from home, and I quote unquote, working from home, and what it is like for both individuals and companies to face this unprecedented situation. And to do so, we've got not one, not two, but three amazing guests with us this week who will help us provide this insight of what the pandemic has been for them, their dreams, their teams, their companies. It's three different views and approaches which will hopefully help us break down the barriers and challenges of this new way of living and sharing with us the challenges they have faced during this period and any tips, tools, resources that have helped them manage this situation better. So I'm going to start introducing them all. Thank you very much for being with us, Jacob and Damano. Jacob is Senior Account Manager in, at Sports and Entertainment at the Maverick Group. Hi, Jacob. Hello. We also have with us Lise Lockyer, who is the Head of HR at Sonovate. Hi, Lise. Thank you for having me. Uh, and we also have Gemma Kirk, who is the Head of Fundraising, uh, fundraising sorry, uh, at Chicken Shed. Hi, Gem. Hello. So I want to begin with you in no specific order, Jacob, uh, but can you tell us a little bit about you, your journey, and what sort of challenges and opportunities, if any, you have faced during this pandemic? Sure, well, plenty of challenges and opportunities. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm Jacob. Um, I grew up in on the North Wales-England border and a University of, alum, University of Liverpool alum. Um, I guess where it gets more exciting and kind of interesting for this podcast is that I started my kind of career and journey in the big smoke in London, where I got the pleasure of meeting and working with Udyssey at Universal. I then kind of moved over into the creative world at a creative agency in Soho, where I spent three good years there working across sort of large film release campaigns. I also spent a month living and working in Shanghai too, which was super interesting, big learning curve there. Um, come 2018, I moved to the Maverick Group, um, specialising in sort of partnerships and working in their sports and division there, um, where I kind of specialised with the music, culture and sport. So fairly varied sort of work experience and journey, but definitely centred within the entertainment industry. Um, in terms of like how the pandemic and lockdown really affected me and I guess, I guess everyone in that industry, sponsorship, partnerships, music, entertainment, sport, like you all know, uh, super heavily impacted and kind of wiped out I guess totally across this long long year. Fortunately for me I guess and compared to a few of the others in this group I just had myself to look out for really so in comparison kind of big respect to you guys as, as mothers and parents having to kind of work, teach and kind of bring up your brood as well so in terms of opportunity 
there's that aspect of it that I only really had me and kind of my close circle to look after rather, rather than the family. I know we spoke about this in the past, Lucy, and we, we reconnected a little while ago. Lockdown one had a lot of intrigue around it. It was kind of new. It was a bit weird and strange. So there was like a sense of adventure around it for me, a real naivety about how quickly we might come out of this situation. Yeah, my girlfriend would be quick to remind me and you lot that, that I had a weird sort of um, denial and I thought it was only going to work, going to go be for a couple of weeks um, and we back to normal life. She went back and kind of like many did, went and lived with her parents for a little while during lockdown one. I was like, oh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks. And she's like, no, 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 this is, this is for the long run. This is a few months. Yeah, people panic buying. And I was just kind of getting fresh past that being like, what are you on about? This is going to be fine. Um, but yeah, so, but in, in kind of, in a real professional sense, yeah, it hit incredibly hard. Um, I was put on furlough like many in my working community. But one thing that kind of, fortified that and I had a kind of real foundation was that my company were actually great during that situation they had a real structure and communicated it really well it was always going to be temporary it was never never permanent type of thing I had a kind of time scale attached to it as well so knew what I was going to be dealing with and for how long so I was really lucky in that sense I know a lot of people didn't I knew I had a month and a half to play with basically come kind of spring and I basically just took the opportunity to take a bit of a breather to be totally honest in quite a kind of selfish way I'd kind of been working pretty solidly six or seven years straight out of university, didn't travel or anything like that, moved moved to London 21 straight away in that summer and kind of just plugged away and tried to kind of make my way. So it was actually a real kind of nice time and a, and a nice little window to kind of just take a step back and just kind of have a little bit of a think and just kind of do things for me as well because at the time I was living in an apartment with with two other guys so it was quite a kind of stable environment though they both went through some pretty messy breakups so it was heartbreak hotel at, at one point but yeah it just meant that it just meant that I could I could kind of concentrate on me I could do stuff that I liked rather than kind of plugging away at that kind of nine to five or more like nine to eight sort of grind which was quite good and, and meant that with that support from from the company knew that I'll be back pretty soon and it was yeah just a kind of bit of paid leave which was quite nice I guess one way of looking at it but with that came some challenges when we hit kind of lockdown two and three I think everyone would agree that lockdown two is totally different in the sense that it kind of came with a promise that if we get through this we can have a normal Christmas and then yeah lockdown three where we are now has been much more challenging and I've found it kind of the most um, uh, impactful on kind of my day-to-day and kind of, I wouldn't, wouldn't go as far as say mental health, but it's definitely had a, a bigger impact as kind of previous times. I think with that comes the kind of downtroddenness around a ruined Christmas and not being able to see family as, as much as we thought. So I think a real, the real challenge, if you look at that across the whole kind of scope of it for me personally, and I'm sure shared by you, you lot as well, is, is communication and, and kind of lack of lack of it in person and from a tactile perspective, both from a personal and work perspective, like I work in a creative environment. So not being able to be in a brainstorm environment and kind of bounce ideas and read people's kind of true sort of signals and whatnot when you're in the room with them is really tough. Likewise, client relationships as well are different. You, ironically, I probably get more time with clients from an agency perspective because they know that that they have to do it in a digital space so you get more time but I think from a relationship perspective both personal and work a real challenge has been that kind of in-person 
type thing and really missing that aspect of it for sure. Though I can't be too kind of down about the year in general because it has been um, paired with something that's really nice, which is a new relationship with my girlfriend. So throughout throughout it, I've had that support, which has been amazing. Yeah, we, we started the relationship early, early in 2020. And yeah, throughout each kind of lockdown has been a real highlight paired with it. So lockdown two, we moved in together. Um, so that was really exciting and kind of really pushed away some of that kind of really kind of that voodoo of lockdown and that kind of humdrum type aspect of it. And just to kind of finish off in terms of my challenges, really, whereas I had quite a positive furlough experience and was able to kind of make the most of it in terms of just for me, I'd say my girlfriend didn't. She had that kind of continuous unknown of furlough subsequently being made redundant. So the challenge there was sharing that problem. I I was moving from a space of just about me, kind of mid to late 20s. Yeah, all about me type of boy, if you like, quite an immature way way of living and then moving into more of a being, being supportive and how can I adapt to that and how can I kind of create that pod so it's not just just me I guess that was a big challenge but it has been equally rewarding like learning to adapt to not just my situation but hers knowing that yes I'm in a positive one but she might not be feeling the same way so how do I adapt to to help with that and I think in turn that's helped me as well process certain things and kind of be more comfortable in in lockdown life I look after her as much as he looks looks after me in that aspect kind of reminding each other to get in touch with people, family, not just kind of being that kind of centred hub of us two. So I think that's that's been, that's kind of the summary of it. The opportunity was for me personally to kind of take a step back, chill out a little, little bit and kind of have think about what I want to do in the future. You kind of get so plug, plugged in to what you're doing currently. So that was nice. And also kind of just have that kind of downtime, which is quite rare in in, in a career for sure, unless you kind of go on a longer sabbatical. Mm. but um yeah so it was great to break that cycle and then yeah the challenge was how do you how do you share a problem with someone how do you work through it uh and yeah the kind of communication side of things too Mm, from what I'm hearing it's been a real you know a bit of a journey of ups and downs and new learnings and for sure yeah I think I think it has come at a good time for me in terms of not to be totally introspective but yeah I'd say if it happened two three years ago maybe I was probably much more along a journey of this is for me, kind of, if you don't fall into my plans, you're not, you're not going to be there. I wasn't really selfish in that aspect, but was very, was more self-centered in that, that aspect. But I think it just comes with, with maturity in general. Taking it as it is, is a big thing and, and kind of do take it in your stride and do understand, like you just mentioned, that there are, there are lows and highs and it's a word that's been chucked around by many many people it is unprecedented no one you can't I can't ask my dad how was the pandemic when you were in your 20s what are you you talking about it wasn't so it is just it is just about taking it as best possible in your stride but also relying on support because people are there to support you and likewise do the inverse of that and support others too I think that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing that's what relationships all about isn't it that building from both sides true Thank you for sharing. That was uh, so useful to see it from someone else's perspective, especially someone who's not, you know, trying to homeschool and trying to just Mm. keep all the balls up in the air. But to hear it from somebody who is at a totally different stage of their life is, you know, there's been good bits of it, especially that time out to reflect, which you've never had. You didn't go traveling and probably was a big bonus for you to have that, you know, time 
to consider what is really important. Absolutely. But on reflection of all that, do have massive respect for those, including this pod here, that that have got to look out for more than more than that one person and, and nurture little ones and stuff like that. I come from quite a young family, so I understand how how important that mm. is. Um, yeah, I, I don't envy that situation whatsoever. Um, I'm sure it's super challenging, but I guess one real win, which hopefully you guys talk about it, is that I guess you've had much more time to spend with your your brood than you would do in, in normal circumstances. But yeah, absolutely. I think massive respect goes out to teachers, parents, that that group of, of um, yeah, of, of homemakers and, and whatnot. Yeah, and Elise, I'm sure being a mum of two and head of uh, HR and team leader, you've got plenty of roles and responsibilities to cover and cater for. So could you kind of share <laughs> how your experience has been, I assume, very different? <laughs> massively different but you know I, I guess it's as a, as a parent of two very young and dependent children it's quite interesting to hear it from your side Jacob and I think I've always reflected with with Tom my my partner and said gosh wouldn't it be challenging to not have children in these situations because the children actually keep you going you can't focus and dwell too much on your own internal situation and where you are where that mental health can become a little bit more challenging because you're constantly in the moment and pretending to be a tree little pig or what, yeah. whatever it may be at that moment in, in time. Um, but no, I guess for, for me, more of a, a, a personal level, I was still on maternity leave when we went into lockdown one. So quite nicely in a little bubble with a, a you know, a, a very young baby. And it was quite nice to just have that world slow down slightly and embrace those kind of very special moments. Um, I went back to work in August 2020 and I found that transition really hard because it wasn't just, okay, you've taken the best part of nine months out of your business and then you need to go back and have a, you know, fairly big responsibility as head of HR. And maybe I take on some of that responsibility of feeling like, how do I support all of these people that are individually in all of their homes and how do I understand if they're all okay and how they're getting on and reaching out to the best part of 100 people that are all going through different things as Jacob and myself have just demonstrated from you know two people here it's just mind-blowing I guess and you can really overwhelm yourself with trying to be everything to everybody which I guess was was my first uh, thought was I, I felt very out of place and that's when I decided that I needed to make sure that I invested in my own self-development and focus that I was in the best place mentally and you know my confidence was there so I could do the best that I could do by my my team and my, my company and by my kids and my 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 partner so um as, as you guys know, I, I signed up to your first Empowered to Thrive course and, and it was just great to kind of step away from being mum for nine months to being not and not to be the kind of head of HR to, to be in Elise and to me and to remember my why and what's important to me and how I can be my best self to then give my best self to other people. Um, and that was a huge, huge step in the right direction for me. I think it was really important. It came just at the right time uh, to really focus on my why, what's important to me, and put some confidence back in myself that being in this odd environment, which I had never lived in before and not kind of had that 
adrenaline slash what the heck's going on as Jacob mentioned to when it all first happened I wasn't in that so it was kind of such a, a everybody else had settled into working from home and this pandemic life and I stepped into it and and all of a sudden felt very much out, out of my depth so I think uh, that that was really really valuable but I, I think we've, we've got to be a bit kind to ourselves you know lockdown three is hard has been hard but it's because it's on top of lockdown one and lockdown two and the promises that we believed were there had been kind of taken to, taken away we're trying to be all things to everybody with homeschooling ch- children um as schools have been closed unexpectedly you've had the bad weather you've had cancelled festivities that jacob kind of mentioned as well and there's little chance to escape your kind of day in day out you're in a very small space with all of these humans that you love dearly but you just don't spend every hour of every day with them on a normal basis so it's kind of doing that while trying to be your your best self in work I think, look, no wonder it's taken our toll on us. And I just think we have to be open and honest and comfortable with its a point in time uh, and things will get better. I've started to see the daffodils shooting out of the side of the roads and, you know, spring is on its way. The sun is, is shining a little bit more towards the end of this week. You know, th- things will get better, but it, it's going to take time. And, and how can we utilise the time that we do have right now in the best way? Yeah, and I think what you said about those open and honest conversations is extremely important because people can't help and support each other if they don't reach out to each other and be honest that every single person I know is struggling in some way. No one has got it all together. It is a very difficult and challenging time and a time, you know, there's so much uncertainty, which human beings don't like, as we know, and also even though we know, we, we hope it's going to come to an end, there's always that question mark is, you know, when, when will it get back to normal? And it, it's very uncomfortable. So being honest with, especially the people you trust is, you know, paramount, isn't it? And that trust is, sorry, Lucia, that, that trust is huge. I think certainly in a, in a workforce perspective where, as Jacob alluded to, you, you have had to furlough people and in some cases had to make some of them redundant because of the unknowns. And whether you made the right or the wrong decision, it was a decision you made at a point in time without knowing what was coming down the line. Um, and that's that's really tough. Um, and it then does damage the trust that you have between yourselves and your employees. Um, and it's something that you have to build back up, which when you're all in your own homes uh, is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask, because obviously, Elise, you mentioned being there to support all those around you. But in your case, that support meant like you don't only have to be this, the supporting part for your family, but also coming at it from a work perspective, being also in this HR position where I think, like you know, is the first point that they are all going to turn to, to, you know, I'm struggling with this or this is happening. What can HR do about this? So it's also that layer of, you know, complexity and, and having to be the supporter on that end too. And I think, Gemma, you also faced uh, a sort of similar situation in, in, in Chicken Set and, and you as being uh, a team leader and having to face a sort of a similar challenge. I think exercise, I know it's I know it's quite a simple thing and, and everyone does it, but I think it's super important. Yes, I'm guilty of of having periods of time where I totally kind of don't <laughs> well I was about to say I'm guilty of, of of kind of long period of time of not doing it, but 
um, fortunate in the sense that I can kind of pick it straight back up. So it is, uh, you hear loads of different people, whether they're kind of a kind of celebrity world or, or not, saying how, how good it is for your mental health. And I couldn't agree more. I think, encourage, again, that kind of encouragement of each other just to kind of, if you are a bit grumpy, go out for a run or that's, that's directed at me <laughs> or, or go for a longer walk together. An important thing to kind of flag from my side is that you mentioned it, that you can get quite reserved in your own little bubble as a two. It's quite easy to do that. And we have found ourselves doing that, but it is totally right to encourage each other, one, to reach out to your own networks, because it has been quite easy to forget that there are, you do have your own groups of friends, you do have your own family. But absolutely that. We do, as much as we were involved in each other's kind of families, we, we do actually take time to speak to our parents individually rather than, which I think is really helpful because you're able to kind of share. I think we kind of hit upon it earlier on. You don't have those everyday distractions anymore. You don't have that off the cuff conversation with someone at work that you don't intend on having. But when it when you're in a relationship, when you're in, in a two, for example, sometimes conversations can become too purposeful and you kind of like, especially if you're just sat in the same room for six hours a day working, you you then feel like, oh, I need to say something really important right now to you because I've not, I've, even though you're in the other room, I've not spoken to you for six hours. So it, yeah, something that we've done is definitely encourage each other to remember to kind of take yourself away and, and chat to your family or friends, um, but also do stuff together. Like we, we both run quite a lot together. We both have started watching mountains of trash TV, but but actually enjoying it. Like but it, is, it is good entertainment. So rather than not being a snob towards that, I think it's, I think for me, the important thing that, that I've learned definitely is just to kind of share experiences, but also know it's okay to, to actually separate, separate yourself off to go and do stuff that you did previously and, and it's the same for, for Meg um to go and go and have a chat with her parents go out for a walk and speak to them on the phone and whatnot it, you don't need to feel attacked by that or feel like they're going to go sneak off and, and talk bad of you equally they probably they might do there might be a few things that have annoyed her about um hopefully she'll say some nice stuff as well it's, it's kind of a mirror of my conversation so I think yeah communication sharing things but also knowing that yeah, it's absolutely fine to go and grab half an hour by yourself or an hour by yourself just to go do stuff. Boring stuff or exciting stuff at the moment, more boring than exciting. But yeah, I think I think it's important just to remember that you are yourself, but you're also with other people too. There's so much going on at the moment, isn't there? It's, it's that feeling of needing to be there for yourself and be, be together enough so that you can then do your job effectively and reach out to supporters in the right way and, and to achieve targets that you've also had some input in and know that you can realistically meet because otherwise that just adds another layer of stress on but yeah it's um yeah I found it really interesting time very transformative and um so I'm head of fundraising at Chicken Shed I've been in this job for two years I was I've been at Chicken Shed for nearly six years but been in this role for two years and uh uh yeah this last year and you know for a lot of the period um, last year, having the rest of my team furloughed, so working by myself and needing to still raise like 1.2 million has been really crazy. Uh, but on the other hand, has made me realise um, how much, you know, is still, a po- is still possible and how much we can achieve. And I think for everybody, this period of working from home, you know, that, that old concept of, oh, you're working from home, you're not going to get much done. And that's, that's, it's, you know, I don't think anybody has an excuse for communicating like that anymore because um, it's clear that with the right strategy and systems in place, you can achieve the same, if not more in some circumstances. Certainly some businesses are doing a hell of a lot better at the moment. It's all about trends, isn't it? So, 
yeah, I, f- I feel really positive at the moment because I feel like we, we, we've kind of overshot our target for this year. We've set a realistic target for next year. What's been nice, and I want to do more of it, and I keep saying this, but time runs short in the days, is spend more time with people on the phone and donors and supporters because that's where I get then the buzz and the boost to do more and to achieve more. And, and that connection, it's all about connection, isn't it? We're really lucky in our charity because the, the the mission of the charity, Chicken Shed, is about connection. So it kind of feels like we've been given a gift at the moment of showing how, why, you know, what we do works, which is incredible. And I also have a very inspirational uh, boss, uh, the managing director. She's been at Chicken Shed for over 30 years as a performer and then also directing special performances and now leading the company and um our usp is performance so we're a children's charity predominantly and an inclusive theater company that was challenging at first thinking oh we're not going to be able to do any fundraising events and what does that mean and and actually again that's kind of been like a gift because we've been saying for years that our fundraising events were really old hat you know when the um we're doing an auction it was all getting a bit traditional and we weren't really getting across, um, while they're brilliant and really impressive, you know, what we want to achieve with the charity, which is to elevate young people, um, you know, 70% of whom have some sort of uh, disadvantage, you know, either mental health or physical health or um, emotional behaviour. They've been in a gang, perhaps they're a young carer, perhaps they're bereaved at a young age, um, as well as other people with no challenges. As we know, everybody has challenges. So the idea is that everybody is elevated by working together. And so we're kind of on a mission at the moment because we're thinking we're still pushing ahead with this goal. It's given us more time to think about the core want of what we're doing and, and address it. And personally for me, last year was very stressful. Kind of doing our house, we had to move out during the first lockdown. The homeschooling was crazy. I'm very lucky that my husband works for himself, so he's flexible, he's an architect. You know, burnout is very real, isn't it? And it was definitely very real for me last summer. And so I, I've been taking the time to kind of nurture myself. Um, you know, I've, I've found a really good therapist because we lost um, both our mum and dad the last few years. And uh, really, you know, when parenting young children, there is no time to process any of that stuff. So um, there were things coming up for me last year and a, a lot of people have said, you know, that that period made things bubble up. But, you know, stuff that you're normally busy dashing about, you're doing this and that. For whatever reason, it's a good thing, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of feeling like I'm healing a lot of old stuff to do with my parents at the moment because they were quite unhappy. So, um, yeah, you know what? It's, it's a really interesting period and I, I'm also a singer and my husband and I are lucky enough to have a band together. So we've been distracting ourselves in a fun way from the just crap of the news <laughs> by writing music and um, releasing it. So, yeah, there's quite a lot going on, but I, I'm like that. I need things going on. I like to express myself creatively. Otherwise, I do feel a dip, you know, so... Yeah, all sorts, really. Yeah, when I was listening to you, Gemma, I was just wanted to highlight to other people, and and you said it, when we've got these kind of old coping mechanisms and there's lots of struggle at the same time, it brings up those old wounds. And, you know, you were brave enough to get the support and realise that you needed someone to guide you to, you know, to understanding. 
And I think people shouldn't feel embarrassed or, you know, that they lack something. We all need that guidance, especially when a lot of stress comes at the same time. Those old coping mechanisms, you know, are shaken. It's like building a house on sand, isn't it? You know, and then and when something when the storm comes, you know, you know that you need that support. And I just want to say hats off you for getting that support and continuing to nurture yourself and finding the possibility out of this pandemic. And I think everybody, if they're honest with themselves, can find something to be grateful for that's made them think and feel in a different way, whether it's like Elise who got, you know, came on our course and started to understand herself or like you with yourself, you know, getting a therapist and even Jacob talked about, you know, that introspection and open him up to not just thinking about self, but thinking about the bigger picture. It has been a time where everybody can, you know, do some deeper reflection. And if we, if we want to, you know, run a family and we want to also do big jobs we do need to stretch and that goes into the stress and that's when we do need that extra support and when we really need to know each other each other that you're living with and know yourself otherwise you know we are snappy or we are um not thoughtful and i think it's also going back to something that jacob you said is honoring yourself and meet you where you are because you mentioned like you know had this happened to you a couple of years ago you probably would have been like you're either you're on my party or you're not getting a ticket right uh now obviously this <laughs> this happens a couple of years later where you're a bit you know you're in a different stage of, of your life and i think there's something to be said for the fact of taking that time which you know the three of you have done and is looking inwards and be like okay where am I right now what is happening to me right now and what is happening for me right now and is honoring and acknowledging in the right here and the right now because you know most definitely with things like this pandemic and the unknown of when this is going to end what how's that gonna pan out what's gonna happen our school is going to be open on march 8th we don't know and it's so easy to let our minds just sort of fast track and start looking for that evidence to catastrophize even farther so i think you know what you guys have done the three of you of actually whether it was like you know this is coming up because I lost my parents, I need help with this, or I'm facing this coming back to work, coming from maternity leave, so how can I step up and be this person? Or even like, you know, facing furlough and at the first time being like, yeah, I can actually take, you know, this is relaxing, I can chill with this. But then what do I do after that? And when lockdown two and lockdown three come around, it's a different scenario. So I think you did something very honourable, which is honour and meet yourselves where you were. Flo, do you want to add anything on that? Yeah, and just the other couple of things that have come up for me is the nurture. You know, all of you kind of mentioned that, you know, instead of coming from that judgment, I'm not doing well, this is, you know, I need to be doing better. It is about coming from that nurturing energy. And when we nurture ourselves, we do realise that, we're, you know, we do need support. And also, connection it's so you know like Lisa coming on the course you, you had the connection with other people and Gemma you were saying in your job as well you know the importance of the connection and you've realized it how needed that is to drive things forward 
the main two things that we all need as human beings is nurturing and connection. And, you know, Jacob, you said about making sure you and your partner still reach out to other people. It's easy to get in our own little houses, isn't it? And forget, you know, that there's a bigger world out there. But that connection is so important to making us feel a bigger perspective and also for, for feeling better as a human being. So I'm curious to hear, actually, uh, what have you guys have found is help you in particular to nurture yourselves? So have you found anything in particular that you, uh, you know, that you were like, yeah, I'm going to do this for me because it's going to help me? How have you been nurturing yourself over this period? Uh, walking, running, kind of just making sure that there's some time. But I think the key bit for me in doing any of those things is just the real focus on being present and just being grateful for little things. Because I think life's so fast normally. You're in the fast lane. You're constantly dashing from here or there. And you're just being, as Gemma said, you don't deal with anything that's kind of deep below the surface because you're just in the moment rushing from here to there. I think when you have a lot more kind of, I guess, time, but time isn't filled, it's easy to let, tell yourself stories, which, you know, you guys talked about on the course, but and make yourself believe things that aren't true um, and just focus on the wrong things. So I think just being very, very grateful, just being very mindful of being that and just being present in the moment, be it that you're playing the same game with your one and three-year-old for the 10th time that day or, you know, running around the kitchen, just being an idiot. It's just being present in that moment and just being so grateful for the fact that you can do that without needing to go and achieve a half a marathon PB or whatever it may be that it would usually kind of feel like a real sense of achievement to you. Mm. Just those little bits of achievement, isn't it? You know, those little moments is what makes up the preciousness of each day. And I do think that slowing down has been one of the best things about the pandemic, really. What about you, Gemma? I'm curious to know, has there been any... um more healthier coping mechanisms that you've put in place since the pandemic? Yeah, um, I mean, some of them are similar to what I had before, but um, just perhaps doing them at different times. Um, so I try and do some sort of hit workout, or even if it's just a 10-minute Tabata workout, just for speed before the homeschooling starts, that helps. What I have excitedly started doing recently is having a cold shower. And uh, a friend of ours, Chris Haynes, Lucia, uh, talked about this. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's saying Wim Hof. It's all about Wim Hof or yeah. Wim Hof. Anyway, it's kind of went in and then I stored it there for a few months. And then over the winter, I thought, oh, I'm going to try it out. Started with a warm shower and then went freezing cold. <sighs> but it makes you feel amazing. And now I'm addicted to it and I'm doing it every day. He has a cold shower throughout. I start warm and then go cold, but whatever. It honestly it makes me feel really buzzy, like I can do anything first off, especially if I've done exercise beforehand, but even if I haven't. So I'm really uh, into that at the moment as a simple, easy thing uh, that makes me feel better. Occasionally been going running, not so much uh, with uh, a, a sort of mum friend who is Spanish, because I said I want to improve my Spanish. So... I insist that she talks to me in Spanish. That's quite a fun window when that happens, about once a week. I like to meditate. Um, I used to do it every day when the children were very young to help me with the tiredness. I used to do 10 minutes and I just 
I have a cushion, so I sit sort of knees on the floor, bottom on a cushion, like a triangle shape. I find that really helps. So I've kind of cherry picked my favorite bits of meditation over the years. And then I do my own thing. That really helps me. If I do that, I just immediately feel 10 times better afterwards. Yoga, when, when I'm not resisting it or wherever I'm resisting that a bit at the moment, but I do love it. Uh, journaling, especially in a sort of therapeutic process, that's really helped me, uh, A, to just get stuff out of my head and then B, to kind of sometimes review it and, and think, oh, wow, I've moved on from where I was at X point. So, yeah, and then, you know, occasionally a bit of music, late night piano I did the other night without any pressure. I was like, I just, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, Gemma, just, just tinkle about for a bit. So... Those are the sorts of things that I do. And I'm lucky that my job is creative. So I can, I feel like I'm also getting something out of that as well, creatively, which helps. So, yeah. It's music to my ears, Gemma. Total music to my ears as a, someone who loves to meditate and loves to do cold water swimming, which is now into showers because my cold water swimming partner is not around. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Respect. That's amazing. Go a different, once you start going in the lake and it's cold, it is a whole different ballgame. It is Ooh. even better <laughs> than the shower because you get your heightened senses around the nature as well. So it is, and you come out and you feel for 24 hours that like you can take on the world. Superwoman is back for 24 <laughs> hours until the next, <laughs> next time. I could see Fleur so frantically. Thank you for sharing that. I could see Fleur frantically <laughs> nodding. I was like, yeah, you're just hitting all the bottoms. But what I, what I would like to, uh, to sort of flag, because uh, what I'm hearing between the three of you is that you are introducing some uh, techniques for all tackling both your brain and your body. And, you know, Fleur and I keep going on about it uh, pretty much every day. We've been going on about it for a year, if you are, you know, listeners of this podcast. And what I love hearing from the three of you is that actually when you do this combination of how can I help my brain by all these, you know, creativity and excitement and differentiation, like brain loves novelty and you're introducing all these new things and changes that are helping you keeping this, this brain healthy and alive but also through your bodies, like whether it is exercise and exercise being like, you know, running to dancing silly in your kitchen or chasing your one-year-old, but also giving it that chance, like, you know, with your cold showers and, and swimming in the freezing cold lake, still, you know, hats off to you, Flair, on that one. And I want to highlight the importance of that to everybody listening to us today. That is the combination of those two things, of working with both your mind your body and your spirit because eventually uh, or you know actually what you do and is working at all levels to feed your soul with something that is bigger than yourselves with that purpose with that you were mentioning Elise connecting to that why and I think that the combination of those three is that can really help you get through this situation in particular and any situation, you know, in life to do it to the best of your ability. So that is the importance of having that alignment between those, those three pillars. Flair, what do you want to add on that? 
Well, just to say, yeah, I feel like you're all just taking charge of what you can control and letting go what you can't control. Obviously, none of us can control the pandemic, but you're controlling what you can control, whether it's going out running or, you know, being creative or, you know, walking in the woods. They're all still things that all of us can do, having a cold shower. It's all possible, but there is things that can help us feel better, even though we can't you know, meet up with loved ones or we can't go to the pub and do all those things. There is lots we can do. And thank you so much, all three of you, for spending your time and giving this to our audience. We really do appreciate it. I think, like, you know, from a personal perspective, I think it's been really useful to hear, you know, different aspects. Because I think, again, uh, in this situation where we are all in a bit of a, in, in silos, we're all in our own home bubbles, it's so easy to forget what others are going through. So thank you so much for sharing those three different journeys, the different challenges and opportunities. I think is an eye-opener once more that, you know, the world is still out there, the world is still spinning, and it makes you feel connected and, and you know, it increases that feeling of belonging. So thank you very much for contributing to that today. It shows the strength of the human spirit, doesn't it? It doesn't matter, actually. Well, even if we go through something really tough, we can still make our life better we can indeed and to all of you listening thank you very much for coming uh, and joining us one more week we definitely hope that this episode has helped you uh you know see a little bit the lockdown and the pandemic see it a bit differently thank you for sharing your love with us by coming every week by sharing the episodes which we know that you do and please continue to do so because that's uh, what we aim to do to help as many people as possible um, and we should hope to see you again here next week have a great week so far and as always if you need us if you want to chat you know where we are have a great week everyone much love stay safe